This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Pat and Stu. I'm Pat. This is Stu. And over there is that thing. <laughs> that thing right there. Ah! Ah! Okay. Triple eight seven two seven back. There's something wrong with our uh, prep here, as <laughs> we seem to have the wrong day no or kidding. something. Really? It's not leading with the Cowboys losing. Uh, no, which that's is obviously really the top weird. Story of the day. And, and uh, more than that, the Packers winning. I don't really care about the Cowboys losing, oh, although I know you oh, do. Oh, I do. I know you do. Oh, what a the sweet taste of a Dallas Cowboys loss. <laughs> but I, I, I don't have that irrational <laughs> hatred for the Dallas Cowboys. Irrational? Irrational hatred for the Dallas Cowboys. It is Cowboys. not irrational, my friend. It is kind of irrational when you live here. It no, is. it is not. It's more passionate when you live here because you've got to deal with all the stupid people who like them. Uh, you know, all, all, you know, I can't wait to see the Cowboys. They're going to win. No, they didn't. You know why? Aaron Rodgers. That's why. That's why. And, and you know what? Uh, good. <laughs> I'm glad to see that your season ends in the same pathetic way the Eagles season ended. Nothing. A giant zilch. That's what happens at the end. <laughs> that hurts, too, when you go 13-3. Th- uh, 13, 13 and, three. and really 14-2. and 13-3. Two. They would yeah, have beaten the Eagles two, in the last week probably. if they cared to. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, 13-3. Uh, and it's, three. it's like the Packers a few years ago who went 15-0, and 0, and then they lost their last game. And you're thinking, okay, yeah, well, they didn't care about that last game. And then they lost in the first round of the playoffs, which pissed me did off. Did they go 15-0? and 0, or did They, go, they went they... 15-1. and 1. They were 15-0, and, 0, they were 13 and then they and lost one, and their then... last game, I think. I thought they lost. I don't think they were right to the to the end. They were. They would have played it. I, think they were. I thought they lost like the 14th game of the year or something that year. But whatever. I, I don't they know. Were but really they were 15 good. and one. They really and, good. And they, and they were they were the number one seed, and then so they had the bye, and then they lost. I mean, it was like, what? Mm. What? That's painful. So I I feel your pain, Cowboy fans. I feel your pain, but not this year. I didn't have to feel your pain because my Packers beat them. Yeah, I don't feel any. I I don't care about your pain, Cowboys fans. Um, I hope it's more 
agonizing that it is right now. I, I hope something happens to you. That's really mean. That's really uh, that quite mean. Wow. Hurt wow. In a, in a dramatic wow. and uh, intense wow. way. But the beautiful thing is, what a game. And now, I mean, they're one game away from the uh, Super Bowl now. Oh, and, I, I uh, was so sure. Because it got to 21-3. They scored that 21-3 touchdown. I was not I was comfortable, like, man. I thought to myself, 21-3? Yes, and then I thought to myself, wait a minute. This is as no good way. as it's going to get in this Me game. Me too, yeah. And, of course, they came all the way back, uh, tied the game. Once they tied the game, mm-hmm. I honestly thought the Cowboys were going to wind up winning it. I did too. Um, it was scary. Mm-hmm. It was legitimately they had scary. They 30-20 and defense let it go. When it was 28-all, I thought, okay, we're going to go into overtime, and they got all the momentum. And then we go down and score on a 56-yarder. They come back and score and tie it up. And, and then on another third and 20. Then on the th- then on third and 20, he throws that 35-yard rocket that is caught right at Luckily. the edge of the of the. He uh, drew it up in the huddle just like it was Sandlot football. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to figure out so whether great. I believe that story Shut or not. Up. It didn't look like it. No, I mean you know he is, he just kind of seems like he's directing a couple people in the huddle, but. Uh, I don't know. It worked. I don't know. And, He's brilliant. I was happy to see it. So I, I don't care how it went. It worked. And uh, it was an amazing <laughs> throw and an amazing catch. And uh, we won. So, um, And so now, uh, it's funny. Uh, the other game was, uh, of course, uh, wound up being got Houston versus New England, which was close for a half, which is closer than most people thought it was going to be. There was no, mm-hmm. did anyone, um, but even, any, when it was even close, Houston, think that they were going to beat no, New England. No, even, even when it was close, no you knew it was going to wind up not close. They right. didn't. And, then and not a Houston win. Pittsburgh versus so. Kansas City, the other game, which was a close game. It's interesting because, really, we've had nothing but garbage <laughs> until Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. really, this first Saturday of Divisional Weekend was fairly boring. Mm-hmm. Um, sure and then you had the, the, the Wild Card Weekend was, a, was just a snooze fest. A yeah, because Atlanta, Atlanta pretty much owned Seattle. Yeah, and there was a game. That it, was nice to see, too, by the There were moments yeah, in that game that was interesting, but largely they you know, blew them out. And, yeah. and the same thing with the, with the New England game, in which you kind of knew New England was going to win, but it took them a little longer than you thought. They, mm-hmm. Houston had its chances in that game. I mean, it really did. Uh, didn't wind up working out. So they did. It's, it's funny. I tweeted um, last week on, uh, I guess, Wednesday or Thursday. This is what I want to happen. New England versus Pittsburgh. Green Bay versus Atlanta. Now, that is never works for me. I never get the games I wanted. I was looking at that slew of games. And I was like, this is going to be like really boring like uh, Super Bowl where two teams I, I don't want to win are going to be playing against each other. No, we kind of get to the point where I think I don't think there's any bad games left. Mm. I mean, any of these matchups, no matter who wins either of these games, you've got an exciting Super Bowl, uh, at least in the build-up to it. You never know once you get in the, game, in the building. But uh, It's a better game if it's Green Bay-New England because Green Bay is basically a, a national team. They've got a national fa- fan base. Atlanta really doesn't. I mean, no. they've got the regional in Georgia, and that's about it. Yeah. But Green Bay, the Packers have almost like a Cowboys-like fan base. Yeah, I think that's true. They really do. Um, and I mean, and, it's a much better fan base, actually, than, yeah, than, probably. than the Cowboys, because the Cowboys <laughs> fan base are horrible. They're all horrible people who are trying to bring down America, and that's you know, so that's something I want. And that's not, that's not good. I'm a football fans. And, uh, and you know New England's going to win, so it's going to be... I don't know that at all. I mean, I think Pittsburgh I could win that game. Pittsburgh is so a, too. They have a ridiculous offense. I think they're the type of team, however, <laughs> that Belichick will be able to prepare pretty well for. I think an Atlanta is a more difficult task uh, than, than Pittsburgh, or maybe even Green Bay. Um, Atlanta's a weird matchup for, for New England in that they, are, they spread it around like crazy. They're, you know, there are some times where, uh, you know, they're sort of like New Orleans in that way. And, like, you kind of – you can't just stop one or two things from happening. Where Pittsburgh, it's like you stop Bell and Brown, which is incredibly difficult to do. But if you can do it, you've won. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little same thing with Rodgers. If you can get Rodgers um, off his game, get enough pressure on Rodgers, you've won. Big if though, huge it's a, if. It's a huge but if. Belichick is able to take those huge ifs out yeah. routinely. Sometimes. I don't know what. And you that's do how he's New made England. it to 39 consecutive AFC Championship games. 39 in a row. No, I don't. Think At least it seems like 39 six, in a row. Though in a row is real, and it's, that's pretty amazing. It, it's an all-time record, and so uh, phenomenal what what New England does, and they seem to do it just because of Belichick and, and Brady. Brady every year. I mean, they don't have amazing weapons. There's been one year when Brady really had phenomenal weapons, Moss. like Randy Moss. That was it. Really, and and he he doesn't have that. And Gronk isn't even playing. Yeah, right. I mean, he's the You're one right. weapon he's hurt again. In that category, and he's not even playing. Yeah, I mean, so. it, they are incredible. Um, really amazing. But I mean, right now, look at I mean, who you have left? You've got you know Roethlisberger with a really exciting offense uh, in Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. and an interesting you know aggressive defense, if nothing else. You've got the Brady Belichick package. Uh, obviously, they still have a great offense, though they didn't look so great last week. On the other side, you have Atlanta, who has one of the best offenses in the history of the league, mm-hmm. uh, which is not talked about quite uh, quite often. Uh, and, you and know, Green Bay, who's and been clicking Green like Bay crazy. With Rodgers on a tear that has never before been seen. I mean, for the entire season, Matt Ryan had a better year than Aaron Rodgers. But for the past eight, Seven, nine eight weeks, games. you have one of the most amazing runs of any quarterback in the history of the league. And they're going up against each other in the championship game. Then mm-hmm. New England-Pittsburgh, a real classic AFC matchup. Um, you know, especially in the last, you know, 15 years or so, you know, exciting offenses, exciting quarterback play, you know, aggressive defenses. I mean, you have – you can't do better than this Final Four. Some people would say Atlanta's the one outlier there. Where yeah. you, but, I mean, it, there are an exciting team to watch. Well, they're they reporting what the history. last 13 of the 15 years, it's been one or the other, Ben, ben yeah. or Brady. Or, or Manning, right? Uh, yeah, That's Manning what, was the third one. Yeah, yeah, those three. Last 15 years. Yeah. Last 15 years – it was a, yeah, Roethlisberger, uh, Manning, or Brady, 13 of the 15. Yeah, because the, the tweet, that my favorite tweet of that was, how's that for a parody NFL? <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I mean, it just shows how freaking important it is to yeah, get no that kidding. quarterback. I mean, Houston mm-hmm. is good enough to be in this conversation, but without a they quarterback, are. they had no chance. Yeah, if they get Romo next year, oh, yeah, my gosh. That's kind of the talk, yeah. You know, with J.J. Watt back and Clowney playing like everybody thought he would be now, um, that defense is tough. Mm-hmm. And with a quarterback to guide the offense, they're, they're a contender, I think, next year. Yeah. If they can if get they, Romo, yeah. which would be great. That's but a big if. It shows that, you know, like the Eagles obviously drafted recently, moved up in the draft to grab a quarterback, Carson Wentz. And, you know, who knows? Will he be the solution or not? Who knows? But is it worth doing that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you know what? Yes. You, oh, no question. If you're anywhere near, if, you, if you've got anyone who you think could be that guy, you got to take him mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter what you do if you don't have that guy. Right. You can occasionally luck into a championship. You know, Trent Dilfer won a world championship. It does occasionally happen, but it's pretty freaking rare. You if, need to have that guy. If your defense is historically good, yep. like it was the Dilfer year for the yep. Ravens, um, then you got a shot. Jeff Hostetler for the Giants. There's been a few. <laughs> Uh, but rare. What's his face for Tampa Bay, too? I came up, the guy that took the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl under Gruden, who's because of the defense. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnson, right? Yeah, yeah, Brad Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, another, there's yeah. very few of those, though. I mean, Jeez. they're good, but they're, just, they're not yeah. the excellent. Think of that. Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl ring. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Of course, I was watching David Carr, who is one of the worst quarterbacks in the history of the world. 
uh, started out with Houston uh, when I was in Houston. Um, he was drafted out of Fresno State, and, mm -hmm. uh, and they took him when everybody knew, come on, you, this guy, no, you can't take him. They did. <laughs> and, and he turned out to be a total flop. And, and then I was, I was watching his commentary, which he's pretty, he's pretty good on, uh, I don't know, ESPN or NFL Network or wherever he is. And, uh, and it said, David Carr, Super Bowl ring with the New York Giants. I'm yeah. like, David Carr yeah. has a Super Bowl ring? Yeah. He so he was has, obviously second or third string with the Giants when he, they won. He also has, like, one of the highest completion percentages of all time. David Carr? Yeah, it's ridiculous. He has so is really Chase Daniel. Think of that. <laughs> Chase Daniel's got one or two Super Bowl rings, right? Sitting right in the pine for New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. Yeah, he got oh, one for New really? Orleans. Oh, really? I mean, there's a, there's a, a lifelong – he's going to play in the NFL it's for crazy. 20 years as yeah. a second-string quarterback. But, <clears throat> this is – you know, we're going down the road here. But they, <laughs> they, they say that one of the reasons why Derek Carr – fell in the draft a little bit was because people had that experience with David Carr, his brother. Bet, yeah. And Derek Carr, really, I mean, you could really make a legitimate argument he's the MVP of the league this year. Although uh, I, I think you it could. should be probably Had he Ryan, not been but. injured and he was, they were still playing, uh, yeah. you, you'd be making that case. But it's like everyone made the case for Tom Brady. He missed four games. Carr yeah, missed true. one. <laughs> you know, like I said, because he missed the last game. That shows yeah. you how important that is. It shows how important that is, just like in college. You we know, did have some fun with after the during the Pittsburgh uh, Kansas City game, or actually after, because it came down to uh, Kansas City uh, getting called for holding uh, yeah. their offensive lineman uh, Eric Fisher. Yes. Uh, so my son Elvis got tweets from all these Kansas City people, thinking it was him. Oh, and they really? were all pissed off at him was great. It was a hold, though, I gotta say. Uh, no kidding, it but was it was like, way to cost uh, Kansas City the... <laughs> way to cost Kansas City the Super Bowl, Elvis. <laughs> and then my favorite was, uh, uh, I can't recall a single positive contribution you made all season. I know, I've literally done nothing for the Chiefs this season. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great response. That's a great response. Didn't you, didn't you get a bunch of tweets when Jeff Fisher, the coach of the Rams, was fired? Oh, yeah. Uh, people oh, yeah, were targeting yeah, yeah. Jeffy yes. uh, and this. And although you probably have more followers. Or, I don't even know if Jeff Fisher actually has an account. Um, but, you know, Jeffy, you've got a decent amount of followers. People are probably like, oh, this has got to be the coach. And, hey, you're uh, not the coach. Yeah. But uh, I guess it happens, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, we, there are, weirdly, some other things going on besides football, what? which I hadn't heard of, but you will next yeah. on Patents too. We can just all unite and, and be happy that Satan's team did not make it uh, any yeah. further. Mm -hmm. uh, they're the gone. Chiefs? What? No, so I, I like the. I, I would have minded seeing Andy Reid win a Super Bowl. Uh, it was just really just the Cowboys because they're safe. <laughs> okay. All right. Safe. You can take a positive step toward um, making sure that no matter what happens in in life, w w what kind of emergency situation occurs, you've got yourself covered with your. With at least food, just the bare minimum of food for you and your family. And It'll take a, a huge weight off your shoulders. You talked about this on radio, Pat. Uh, if the government is a right for them to, pro to give you health care, should it not be a right for them to have to provide to you food? And, of course, <laughs> the answer to that is, you know, obviously, from our perspective, no. no. Um, but, I mean, think about it in your own house. You probably have taken care of health care in mm -hmm. your own household. Have you taken care of this? Have you taken care of, you know, basic preparedness mm -hmm. um, in case there's an emergency, in case there's a natural disaster, a terrorist attack, or something greater like job loss or, or, or whatever that takes a longer period of time? You need to do that. My Patriot Supply could do it for you. Yeah, we had a wild storm over the weekend here, and uh, I didn't think anything really terrible happened, but uh, then watched the news yesterday, and there was a house in Prosper, Texas, 
leveled, leveled by that storm. It wasn't even a tornado, wasn't, you know, really? obviously a hurricane, completely leveled. <laughs> Just unbelievable. So, I mean, storms can happen and they can change your life, but you can be prepared with four weeks of food. And it's delicious food for just $99, and that includes free shipping. 888-411-5290 is the place to call to get that deal or preparewiththeblaze.com. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. About uh, at least five years in the making, eight years since he's, uh, you know, risen to power. But the vote to induct Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, mm-mm-mm, uh, into the Douche Hall of Fame coming up next Monday. That's a big deal. Big deal. Uh, we've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, you know, if you don't know, the Douche Hall of Fame has, you know, obviously it's one of the most esteemed, uh, you know. Uh, one of? It is the most esteemed Hall of Fame. I didn't want to brag, you know, but you're right. Uh, it's the most, uh, most esteemed, I would say, organization of any type <laughs> uh, in the United States and, and certainly the globe. Um, and mm-hmm. one of the one of the ridiculous rules uh, that we all have to deal with, like that happens in life, uh, mm-hmm. is that you can't induct a sitting president into the Douche Hall of Fame. Now, if you are in the Douche Hall of Fame, you can become president, as we've seen. Um, however, uh, you cannot get into the Douche Hall of Fame um, once you are sitting president. You have to wait until you're out. And so that happens on Friday. Um, so Barack Obama goes out of office on Friday. Uh, and we hopefully, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him to be in, to inducted into the Douche Hall of Fame on uh, on Monday. Now, I no one s- deserves it more. No one. Boy, no, I mean, no. Uh, does anyone have the body of work of this guy? No, I don't think so. I mean, the one that maybe comes closest is uh, Harry Reid, perhaps, who's already been the grand nozzle of the Douche Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, so, yes. uh, super well deserving. Um, but it's, I mean, I mean, he's sitting nozzle different. right now, isn't he? I think is he, he is. He is. Sitting, I think he is. He yeah. is sitting nozzle, which is a weird. It's actually <laughs> describes the process in some ways. Um, I will say that uh, we should spend some time tomorrow, Marissa. This, uh, I'm, I'm just saying this to Marissa and acting like it's show content, but I'm just saying it to Marissa, who is our producer. Uh, we should do a best of. I think this mm-hmm. needs multiple days. Like, I think mm-hmm. let's go back and pick the really annoying moments from Barack Obama's presidency and mm-hmm. start rolling out some videos. We should do one block a day. Just to remind people. Just to remind people as we get used to, we get mm-hmm. close to this vote. Because we can't do what we normally do, which would be like, hey, here's a couple of videos. Should you vote him in the Douche Hall of Fame? You need, there's so much to go over. We need to go back over his greatest hits. Oh, he's got an amazing body of work. He, he's got the most douchey body of work of any douche in the Hall of Fame. You'd think so. I, I firmly mean, believe that. We, that's for the people to decide, Pat? It, it, right. right. Um, and so if you want to uh, find where, where, is, where, where do people go? Theblaze.com slash the You go to theblaze.com slash the feed and... Again, next, next Monday we're yeah. having this. Glenbeck.com slash the feed it will also be... There's okay. a, a, basically a chat room where we, which we use during the show. You can use that anytime, by the way, not just when we're voting, um, where Jeffy will post links to his various sites that he owns that you shouldn't see uh, uh, with not safe for work next to them. Um, and Very then, few people, except for the people on the feed, get free looks. Yes. Those sides, <laughs> but the other part of it is uh, you, that's where you can vote. You need to be on the feed when we, when we cast the vote. So, Are all your uh, sites behind a paywall, uh, Jeffy? Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, He's not doing it for free, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, that's not part of his deal. I mean, look, his, his, his effort is worth something. 
I guess uh, I, that's to be determined by those who visit this. I mean, is it though? I, like, I, I guess putting the camera in the hidden location is worth mm-hmm. something, but really, it's not really <laughs> his work as much as it's hers. I disagree. <laughs> All right. So uh, the president has. Uh, speaking of Barack Obama and his uh, douchebaggery, he uh, he is closing out his presidency uh, by releasing. Ten more terrorists. So, thank you. Oh, wow. Uh, that's your Barack first uh, you. first lesson on the neutral game resume of Barack Obama. He's terrific. Uh, today, Oman said that it had accepted ten more detainees from the U.S. military prison facility at Gitmo Bay. Uh, this comes less than a week before the president leaves office. Oman's foreign ministry made the announcement via the state-run Oman News Agency, which is uh, terrific. I think we all watched the ONA. Oh, claiming mm. that it had accepted all 10 detainees at the behest of President Obama. Uh, it used to be the excuse was, well, we can't, we can't get anybody to accept these, so we just have to let them go and see where they wind up. But apparently Oman has decided uh, they're going to take these guys. So now there's only just over 40 prisoners left at Gitmo. Mm. He's pretty well cleaned out the storehouse. I mean... Is it worth keeping it open for 40 guys? I don't know. I, I guess it depends on who they are. Yeah. And, of course, we don't know. Well, and, and will anyone else take them? Um, yeah. I think is the way he's looking at this. Yeah. I, I will say, you know, it's interesting that this is really... It's not an act of bravery. I'll say that. <laughs> if you believe these people are innocent and they do not belong in prison, mm-hmm. then you should get rid of them and let them go free. Right, Instead, yeah. what we're yes. doing is we're just putting them in jail in another country mm-hmm. um, where they are taking care of them. Um, and I'm sh- surely we're paying for it, by the way. Surely we made a giant donation to the Oman Bank uh, to make sure that, that we're covering the cost of all of this mm-hmm. um, in some way. But uh, you know, Mexico's never paying for our wall, but we will pay for those sorts of things constantly. Um, I just think that it was like, it's like a, a cop-out, right? He says he wants to get this thing closed, and he wants to get rid of everyone who's in there. But he, what he's doing is just putting them in the same situation in another country mm-hmm. where they're not, you know, necessarily going through, um, uh, you know, th- th- their process to freedom that and they would have here. if you believe Oman is really going to keep them uh, in prison. And many of them... Many of them have turned back up on the battlefield against mm-hmm. us. I mean, we, we know about 30%. Isn't that what they usually claim? About 30% of them come back and try to kill Americans again. And we, we find them in some way, shape, or form again late yeah. down the road. The recidivism rate needs to be zero. If you're going to be yeah. releasing these people, there can't be any people back on the ba- battlefield. There's no, I mean, this is, by the way, not just Obama. This is Bush. <clears throat> I mean, Bush was mm-hmm. involved in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no acceptable recidivism rate there. None. I mean, when you're talking about people who are terrorists and war criminals, uh, you know, there's no... There's no Nazi recidivism rate either. You, know, you can't. Oh well, they started up another Nazi country. That's not acceptable. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. You know, we. I mean, look at all the groups that have chased these guys all around the world since the end of World War II, and found most of them. Um, uh, thankfully, I mean, you, you just mm-hmm. don't get released. You don't get released after you do this. My one um, one of my problems with the, what they did with Gitmo prisoners was uh, um, not give them a, a trial, and and that was. Uh, that's an issue for me as an yes. American because if you believe they have committed an atrocity against us or some sort of crime against us, some sort of terrorist act, okay, put them in jail and then let's try them. 
Right. And by the way, and in, in try a them in a military court, tribunal, tribunal yep. at Gitmo. Not here. You don't bring them to Chicago and try them. You try them in Cuba at Guantanamo Bay and you give them a military hearing. And if they're found guilty, then they're guilty and you sentence them appropriately. If they're found not guilty, if you can't find any evidence, well, then you have to let them go. But that's isn't that the American way? And that's what we didn't do. Sometimes we held these guys for 14 years well, I mean, and did nothing. The left is opposed to the military tribunals. I mean, throughout, uh, from the beginning, yeah. all throughout the Obama I mean, administration. Um, it, it's and wrong, so, though. It's wrong. I agree, Should but the other, the other thing, the other side of it is, okay, well, what do you do? If you can't get a military tribunal done, what do you do? Well, the answer to that was bring them to America and try them in our justice system. No. Um, and that's what the left proposed. And we saw how that turned out. Uh, there was a terrorist on trial. Uh, had an attorney. They had right to discovery. They got documents. And those documents were found in caves in Afghanistan because they had been leaked through the attorney uh, to uh, the, our enemies. Uh, they got all sorts of information about, uh, about uh, how we looked at terrorists, the information we had on certain people. Yeah. Um, it was, That's why it had to be done in the military. Right. It had to be done in the military and uh, should have been done in the military. I agree. You, you know, you know you hope that there's a way to do that uh, mm -hmm. because, you know, look, they didn't commit a crime on U.S. soil necessarily. Many of these people were captured on the battlefield. They were enemy combatants. But there were 600 of them. And initially, uh, you, you got to believe that some of those guys were not guilty, right? We're not. I mean, I, I don't know if every single one of those guys was captured on the battlefield. Is, is that an accepted fact that all of them were, were taken on the battlefield? Because I don't know if I, all of them. I, were, yeah, I don't think I, that's I, true, and and so no, some of them may have been innocent and languished in Gitmo for 14 years. I Which mean, is obviously not a, not right and not, not a, ideal. Suboptimal right. is the way I would, I would sub optimal. It's just the problem yeah. is it's the downside. You know, if you it release is. one of these guys again, they've released a lot of them, and you know, 20, 30 percent of them have come back and they they've mm -hmm. either been caught doing other terrorist things or caught on the battlefield, killed on the battlefield. Some of them. Um, you know, so it's, it's tough. If you miss on one, it's really bad. You got to be really yeah, careful, but I, I agree a military tribunal. Yeah. I wish, good. I wish the left would have accepted it when, when it, when it was offered by Bush a million mm -hmm. times. Um, that's what they wanted to do with it. And it was fought constantly by, by the left in this country, um, which really prevented them from getting a lot of those rights. And what the answer was when you got a Democrat president, they just started letting them go without trials. So we have, we have no idea what the actual truth is, what they know, mm -hmm. um, what, what, what the background was. I mean, obviously, they've been questioned many times, but, you know, they never went, a lot. Many of them did not go through that tribunal process. Uh, President Bush uh, or Obama has <laughs> said he was surprised by the severity of partisanship in Washington. And I, I think that, that shocked all of us because, wow, I didn't realize there was partisanship in Washington. Who knew? Anyway, here's uh, part of his interview from uh, 60 Minutes last night. Is so there anything that surprised you about this job? I was surprised and, and continue to be surprised by question. the severity of partisanship in, in this town. And I, I think that I'd been warned about it. You'll remember in the campaign back in 2007, 2008, people would say, oh, he's being naive. He thinks that there's no red states and blue states and wait till he gets here. And I will confess that I didn't fully appreciate the ways in which individual senators or members of Congress now are, are pushed to the extremes by you. Their, their voter bases. I did not expect, particularly in the midst of crisis, just how severe uh, 
that partisanship would be. Unbelievable. I mean, how Isn't it? he's rewriting his own this history right guy in front of you. It's unbelievable. Who, who every campaign was <laughs> I, the most part. I mean, he's probably, I mean, certainly a thousand times more partisan than Donald Trump, oh, who yeah. continually uh, embraces ideas he's from the left. He's more partisan than Bush ever was. Oh, my God. It's not even close. He, he is the most partisan president I think I've ever seen. And then he blames members of Congress. Remember how they said when I was running? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, yeah. just dreaming. Oh, and he's be. just so naive because he was always... <laughs> Shut up. He was always the uniter. And, and then he got to Washington and, oh, the hurt and the surprise <laughs> and the shock. Yeah, these, these interviews are agonizing from that perspective. Oh, a, and, and what a dumb question. Has anything surprised? It reminds me of that that question. Is anything? What is the what is the thing that surprised you most, shocked you most, enchanted you the yeah. most? Enchanted. What has enchanted me the most? This moment. Uh, I don't this know. Question. This this question. You media people are enchanting because you don't ask me anything tough about but so, that. They have gone to the point of saying, hey, uh, what do you regret, Barack? And his answers have been pretty consistent on that one. Uh, a, I wish I could have explained how great I was better. Yeah, that's about like, it. That's his word. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. Wish, I wish people weren't so partisan against me. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. have any actual answers to this question. It's, it's just him saying, like, I wish people recognized my greatness more broadly is essentially the way he's answering it every time. And it is frustrating. Um, he, they also went on and talked about uh, how, you know, and he's making this big case about how we are better off now than we were eight years ago. And, and, yeah. and if you look at it in a this very... This going to be hard to... Warning, hard to listen hard. to. Listen to a person that we discuss. <laughs> you came into this office trying to unify the country. You, you oh, said yeah. that many did times you? during the campaign. Mm-hmm. You wanted to bring people together. Sure he did. Uh, you wanted to change Washington. Yeah. You talked yeah. about transformative change. Yeah. And you became the focal point for I, some I, of the division. I, I became a lightning rod for yeah. uh, some partisan battles. I could not be prouder of the track record we've put together. Really? By almost every measure, the <clears throat> country is significantly off. better off than when I came in. That's such uh, a if lie. You can look back and That's say a freaking the economy is better, our security is better. No, uh, no. The environment's better. Our no. Kids' education's better. No. If you can mm-hmm. say that you've made things better, then considering all the challenges out there, give us evidence that any of that is better. Well, he can say I'm it. I'm the first to acknowledge that. Oh, uh, I did not crack the code in terms of reducing uh, this partisan fever. Yeah, it's, it, you didn't I, the code. I, I, it's like, what, what, what's the oh. problem with your campaign? Well, uh, you know what? At the end, I didn't cure cancer. This yeah. terrible illness everyone else has, I mm. wasn't able to cure it. That's not criticism of yourself. No. He That's, doesn't have any he criticism He can't of do himself. it. He just can't do it. He's too in love with himself to, to give any sort of criticism. He, he won't do it. He just, I don't think I've ever heard him do it. The one thing he said last week was, uh, well, I, I may have lost touch with the American people, and he didn't put it that way. It was like, um, oh, he's yeah. not on the ground anymore, so how would he know what, the, what they're saying on the ground or, yeah. or whatever is as close as he came to saying he's out of touch with the American people? Be- because he is. And because one of the questions was, you thought there was no way Donald Trump would win. How is that possible? You're the president of the United States. Don't you have information available to you? Don't you see the feeling of the public at large? Well, no, he doesn't because he's not he's not there right now with them, with the little people. He's up in his ivory tower. And so there's no way for him to be in touch that way anymore. 
that's the, the closest thing I've heard to an actual criticism of yeah. himself. And that's not even a criticism of himself. It's, it's not. And so this guy is just out of touch with reality. Yeah, I'll it's say, embarrassing. And, and his it's list of things that he's improved, I think all of them you would say he's lying about. The one exception to that is the short-term immediate economy, which I think quite clearly is in better shape than the moment he get, got office. Well, when you pump uh, a office. trillion dollars right. a year of fake money into the system, you're going to prop it up a little and bit. And that's the issue. The long-term economy is, is worse. The long-term Much outlook worse. is worse. However, we were in a, in a real crisis at that point, and, and I think, you know... Um, but if not- Donald Trump does the same thing, it'll push this down the road again to the next guy. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but I, I mean, when the crash comes, and it will come, has it's going to be more and more severe the longer you delay. Yes, I think that's true. I mean, you know, look, there, we're not in that immediate crisis at the moment, which is good. The, the unemployment rate, you can, you can say all you want about how, how you can be critical of it. However, um, it is much lower. Um, you know, we, and, and that's not Obama's doing, per se. I think, honestly, what he did hurt uh, the economy. However, the economy is also separate largely from the president. The but president you can also make the it. case that the economy is so bad that 95 million people are now out of the job market. And many of those should yeah. still be in the job market. Not so all of them. Right, you're right. Some uh, of them are retirees. You're saying this in the right way, where Trump and many of his supporters <clears throat> are not. I mean, that, like, many of the people are retired. Many of them are not working for completely different reasons. But it's a huge number. But it's a it's big a, number. It's a number that's much larger than it should be. It is larger than it should be. And that helps to make the jobless rate look much better because it's not really 4.7%. I mean, if you, were to, if you were to take the people who would like to have a job but have just given up because they can't find one, it's been a year or been a year and a half or two years, and they're like, okay, I'm yeah, done. Yeah, you're talking about the U6 or whatever yeah. rate, which is, it is considerably higher than that. And, you know, it depends on how you look at that, um, you know. And I, when, the, when the jobless rate was 4.7 under Bush, yeah. it was terrible. They were terrible. Mick jobs. They were crappy jobs. It was still bad under Bush, but some, for some reason it's phenomenal now. I mean, that's that's virtual employment. Yeah, now. it's really ridiculous. And the other part about this is you to, to make these comparisons, you have to focus on one brief quarter of the Trump or the Bush presidency. You have to say, right. OK, let's only focus on the last three months. It's like the, da- the David and that's Carr what they do, though. MVP argument. It's like, well, let's only focus on the fact that he missed game 16 mm-hmm. um, and, and, and not look at all the other games. Where, like, if you look at the whole breadth of the of his presidency, the economy was really good for almost all of it. Um, you know, yeah, it, was. I, it really started out low. Yeah, was. He, he was he had the at the, what was at the time the second longest string of continual months of job growth in U.S. history. Um, you know, and there were some real positives that happened throughout mm-hmm. the Bush presidency. After particularly after he got the tax cuts um, put in, and he, he had nine eleven to deal and with, and then he had nine eleven, and he had multiple wars and corporate scandals. There's a lot that went on. Yeah, um, every president has something to deal with, and and look, Obama's um, record is ideologically horrific. Um, where his the the you can look at some numbers, and obviously, if you pick October, November, December of two thousand eight. And compare um, October, November, December of 2016, he's going to be able to make some strong arguments with numbers. Um, however, A, you've put the situation in a much longer, a worse long-term situation mm-hmm. uh, than it was in. And B, I think any honest person who actually wanted to look at this would say, we did go through a real crisis that would have, I mean, even by his own estimates of what the unemployment rate would do if he did nothing 
it would have come back to this level already by then. Remember, this is, these are things that he came up with. He was like, you know what? If we don't do this, this will happen. If we do this, this will happen. We should bring that chart back up. It was famous at the mm-hmm. beginning of the Obama administration because he, he was wrong uh, on, on what his uh, stimulus would do to save the situation. Um, however, it's disappeared since then. Well, you know, he predicted himself that if he did nothing, we'd be back at this point in a few years anyway. It actually took much longer than he predicted before he actually right. implemented these policies. Nobody remembers that, but it was one of the most important, I think one of the most important charts uh, of this entire presidency, and I believe it was Jake Tapper who initially unearthed it back in 2010-ish, to show things are much worse than what he had predicted himself for the effects of his own stimulus. Um, And it was because (laughs) it didn't work. I mean, it honestly just didn't work. We wasted a trillion dollars on nothing. The fact that we're all now looking into this to, uh, to repeat it is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and now Republicans want to do it. 888 back. More patents, too. Come on. You know, the job is incredibly demanding because it forces a person to live in a bubble, and uh, the bubble is the bubble. <laughs> That's, yeah, Don't thank criticize you, bubbles. Obama. I love thank bubbles. Thank you. <laughs> More bubbles in the world. That's what we need. Well, you're right, Stu. The bubble is the bubble. The bubble is the bubble. Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> yeah. We don't get any music anymore. I mean, what's I mean, what, the deal? Just, we're just gonna come back. Bang! Just, and we're back. There's no. I was, huh, I was opening right. a soda. Okay. I mean, we don't come back in the middle of soda opening time. Uh, patents do. Triple eight seven two seven back. You want this chart real quick, Pat? Before we move uh, no. on to something else? Okay. Not really. Not without music. Okay. Yeah, the music has thrown me completely off. I don't want any of it now. I mean, you sing the Jeffy Time theme, th- theme song. Can you maybe just bust, bust something out? No. No, nothing. nothing no, I'm just nothing I'm completely thrown now. Here's the chart yeah, I was just talking about. Uh, this is from uh, 2008 uh, in, the, in the preparation to sell the <coughs> stimulus to the American people. Um, this is a chart we produced. You probably saw it at the time. Okay. Um, and here is what, what's interesting about this, because what people took out of this was the unemployment rate went much higher than they predicted and stayed much higher for a very long time. So this is uh, American Enterprise Institute has this version where they added the, um, the arrow there, projected unemployment rate for July 2013 was 5%. Um, what's interesting about this to me is the fact that the Obama administration itself said by the beginning of 2014, there would be no difference whatsoever whether he spent the trillion dollars in stimulus or didn't. He himself said there'd be no difference whatsoever in the policies if we did nothing by 2014. So the idea that you could come in here and say, well, look, there is, you know, I was able to drag us out of this horrible crisis that we were in. Even by their own estimates shows it wasn't true. They themselves said if we did nothing, we'd be fine by now anyway. So really his his taking credit for the economy um, being fixed is. Complete bullcrap. You'd obviously expect it from an outgoing president to say, hey, wait a minute, i got to save my legacy. What am I going to argue? The only thing he can really argue numbers-wise is that. And, and by the way, the, even with their plan, it went way above the projection of even without their recovery plan uh, at one point in real life. If you remember, it was up to 9.9%. Yeah, I thought it right? crossed uh, It might have 10, even been yeah. 10% at one point, but it was much higher than 8%, which is the highest they ever predicted. And it went well beyond that. Well beyond that. Yeah, that's uh, very true. Um, and uh, let's see if I can go back and find... Uh, cause I know it would be nice to see 
Okay, with recovery plan, without recovery plan, and the actual number would be a, that'd be a good chart. Okay, here we go. So um, uh, it hit uh, right around 10. Um, mm -hmm. If I remember right, the unadjusted was above 10. It may have only hit 9.9 .9 as an I think the actual, rate. the one we use all the time, the one you hear all the time was 9.9%. So it hit there uh, right around the beginning of 2010. So uh, 2010, we were up, up here, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. up, up there. Then it, it got down, let's see, by 2012, we were about 8. So you got that point. Uh, here's, right here. here's the 8 line here's over here. I mean, so you're way above where they projected way either, above. either way, uh, even if they did nothing. Hmm. Uh, two, and then 2014 was about 5%. So really, it wound up being right where they thought it would be if they did nothing. I mean, mm -hmm. think of what a gigantic failure. This is what he's selling America on. Can't sell America on Obamacare anymore. First of all, people hate it. Second of all, it's probably going away in some way. Um, so it's going to be tough for him to do that. Third of all, everything they said about it was a lie. Yeah. Everything they said, if you, want to, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor mm -hmm. out the window. Uh, everybody will experience, the average American family will experience a $2,500 per year uh, 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 savings. And it's gone up more than that since then. I mean, just about every benefit they said it was going to carry has not been the case. So it's all been a lie. It's incredible. I mean, really it really is. is. Uh, it's eight years of, of, of real negative. Um, and we look back at this presidency, and I can tell you, I think uh, history will look back on this presidency very positively um, because they will give them the benefit of the doubt on all the stuff we're talking about. They'll say, hey, it went from 9% to 5%, and they will give every positive way you can look more people were covered. They'll use this metrics like that, which don't really necessarily mean anything um, because, you know, uh, at what cost, right? You could obviously insure everyone. I mean, in, you know, Great Britain insures everyone. Um, what does that mean? Well, there's people who are sitting in, you know, uh, hospital beds tr trying to drink out of plants because they can't even get water at some of these facilities. Um, yeah, the guy who thirsted to death. Remember thirsted that? Thirsted to death, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, what look, a way that's, to go. But I mean, the waiting times are a much more measurable uh, situation here where you have, you're waiting five, six, seven times as long as you would wait in the United States for the same coverage. Um, so you could do it, right? Like you could bankrupt your society and, uh, you know, there are ways to, to, to provide that. But at what cost is a question that's never Well, in Canada, really Canada has great health care. In Canada, government health care, they don't have to pay anything. It's Canada is great. Yeah, and in Canada, Canada, they never have to wait. They don't wait at all. Some of the care in is In fact, good. sometimes the doctors uh, come and fix things before they even happen in, in Canada. Wow. And can they do it for free? In Canada. In Canada. In Canada, things are really great. Mm, yeah, it's, a, it's interesting. I heard that uh, argument made in the Republican debates, which was an interesting place to hear that. It was. Mm. Yeah, it was. Um, interesting. But, I mean, look, you look at this and you say... <laughs> what was the other place? Denmark? Uh, Denmark and Canada, yeah, I think. I think it was Denmark and Canada. Anyway. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, Scotland? Scotland, Scotland maybe. Scotland, I maybe, don't yeah. Bottom line here, though, is that you, I think because of... I mean, the, the approval rating of the president incoming... Right. Mm -hmm. Last few have been right around between 75 and 85 percent. The approval rating of mm -hmm. Bush, even. I mean, people think, think um, Obama, uh, you go back before that Clinton, you go back before that uh, Bush. You're talking 70, 80 percent approval ratings because they haven't done anything yet. Right. They're just coming yeah. into office. Trump is entering with a 40 percent. I mean, it, half of all of the presidents from both parties that have, have been in recent memory. He's got a big uphill battle, and if unless he's you know able to be as magical as he thinks he is, people are going to look back at the Obama thing and compare 
the, you know, Bush who ended mm -hmm. badly and Trump who started badly and may very well also end badly and say, well, Barack Obama, who left his office at a 60% approval rating, was a great president. It's going to be hard to make the case unless you were here. And people forget quickly. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents to coming up. I mean, he was unpopular for almost his entire term. Yeah. I mean, you go back and you look at his average approval rating over the eight years, it's terrible. Not good. It's just once this campaign started, it started to really rehab quite a bit. that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Oh. So, uh, following social media, as I'm, uh, you know, scrolling mm -hmm. through Twitter this weekend, mm -hmm. and uh, I have a few accounts uh, that mm -hmm. remind me, a number of accounts, by the way, but these particular accounts that I'm referring to are accounts still tied to the state of Florida, which okay. I spent a lot of time in. Mm -hmm. And uh, every so often, some animals show up in Florida that are strange to the world. Mm -hmm. And this place, particular man. one, it is. This particular one is pretty close uh, to where we, uh, where we lived when we were there in Lakeland. Uh, and it's, uh, all I can just say is it's a big-ass gator. And we've shown you some gators before that were pretty big, but as it crosses the road... Where these people are, I mean, this it thing almost looks like, it doesn't looks like a look, dinosaur. At it, first, you think it's not real. Yeah, I didn't think that, uh, but I, I saw the news people questioning whether it was real. But I, it looks thing, real to me. I have seen a That's lot crazy, of gators, man. I have seen a lot of gators in Florida. In fact, one of my favorite places to go to is Gatorland. Look at that! And I have never seen one that big. I mean, that is a that is monster. a dinosaur gator. That now, he's is moving kind of big. slow, so I don't know how quick that old. <laughs> Let's see it again. It's incredible. If you watch it again. I, I, I bet he can move pretty quick, though. I, I bet know. he's a lot faster than you think he is. That's one of those that things where it's scary we live in again. a world in which that, that. thing <laughs> grew to that size and we didn't know it. I know. <laughs> like, that is. Right? That's ridiculous. That bad boy is Look monstrous. At that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Jeffy Gator. <laughs> Let me eat something. <sighs> you didn't think you were going to bring this story up without... Because part of me did think, you know, who weighs more? Uh, well, and then you realize that's a stupid question, obviously. <laughs> Jeffy. Jeff Jeff. Obviously. Jeff so, of course. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome. It's patents too. Hey, we, we've been blabbing so much. I realized we haven't even left the first segment of our mm, prep. Right. Which I just was as I was flipping through it. Noticed we have a Katy Perry PSA. Yeah. Let's about start. Let's start with that. Let's start with that because then we have uh, we have the vault to get to in a second. Oh, nice. Okay. But uh, I think there's time for both. So uh, Katy Perry has a PSA uh, that is warning us about something very, very important: internment camps. <laughs> Which, of course, as you know, was a huge platform uh, in the uh, Trump campaign. One of his biggest issues was to bring back internment camps. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just uh, so you know, it was. He did say it. He did refer to uh, that as a justification for his policies. Okay. So, so that's not the worst point ever made. Here it is. Just to annoy you, I'm going to say that. If you had a 
This is, uh, you not think the right video? No, it is not. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, project, uh, she may have let herself go a little bit, if that's what she looks like. Yeah, or quite a bit, as a matter of fact. Yeah, well, we should play that one, too. That's a uh, project Veritas. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. We have a bunch of actually really good videos today. Do you actually have the Katy Perry one? Or not? Hello. Just a We were an American farm no, family now living a... in an internment camp. And our constitutional rights were taken away from us. It all started with fear and rumors. Mm. Then it ballooned into the registration of Japanese Americans. And then labeling with physical tags. And eventually internment. Say that does not look like a real person. I was not fooled. No, I wasn't either. Though I knew. Like, oh my gosh, she's bald. She doesn't have any hair. Oh, oh my gosh. wait, wait. Now she's. Oh good golly, she's taking off a mask. And you're hoping that it's going to be Katy Perry. I'm. Uh, I, oh my gosh, it's a young woman, not an old woman. Oh wow. It's actually. Uh, her. <laughs> I told you. I don't know who that is. <laughs> no. Is that Katy Perry? <laughs> no. That's not Katy Perry. No. Hi. <laughs> don't let history repeat itself. It's a Muslim woman. That's who it is. Yeah. I was expecting Katy Perry, so I was a little confused. A Muslim registry is the first step in repeating history. So let's not have a Muslim registry. Is he calling for a Muslim registry? He has at multiple times, but <clears throat> uh, I don't think he is at the moment. No, I don't, I don't believe he is either. And, by the way, I uh, fully agree with that. Yeah. And that we it, it, that actually would be a really bad step. Yeah. Uh, and we should oppose it at all turns. Now, oh, mm -hmm. uh, Trump did propose that um, and did back it with, with his justification was the internment camp. And, of course, what they ignore in all of this is that their freaking hero, the greatest president of all time, yep. FDR, was the one who instigated internment camps. Yes. He put them into practice in tournament camps. Your hero, your godlike president, put them into practice in this country. And then they say he's the greatest of all time. Over and over and over again. Oh, good. I, I just, I can't stand these people. Uh, by the way, I just want to point out that I guess Katy Perry uh, was the executive producer of that particular Correct. PSA. Which so she wasn't only... actually in the PSA, no. though. Which she didn't is, even loan her no. voice to the PSA. No, no she, she just, didn't. She just, she just, she just got her some cash. She, yeah, she gave him some cash, and she got listed as an executive. And the only person. reason that anyone sits mm. through that stupid PSA is thinking that Katy Perry is going to come out of the box. Right. Which, she I mean, I wouldn't care anyway, so... Yeah, me neither. Uh, mm, whatever. Um, uh, right. Let's, uh, I'm not a big Katy Perry guy. Me neither. She's not, like, not my style. Mm -mm. I mean, not for, obviously, musically, she's not my style, but, like, as far as, like, sexy girl thing, like, that's not mm -mm. my, eh, not my bag. She's like, yeah, eh. I mean, she's not that great, right? Is she? I mean, she's okay. She's better coming out of that mask than that girl was. Yes, I would, <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, you know, that's, I, I would tend to agree with that analysis. However, I, you know, she's not like, you know, everyone's like, oh, Katie Perry, eh, eh. I mean, look, you know, I just, you know, we all have our preferences, you know, sexual mm -hmm. preference mm -hmm. is a real issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes, yes, you know, like I, a lot of people, I'm sure, think Lena Dunham is really hot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who those people are. I, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am not one of them. 
Uh, and you know that doesn't make that doesn't make you wrong. No, again, every sexual preference. Neither is here okay. nor there. Now, now, of course, if you like models mm-hmm. or thin women, then or white oh, women, horrific. then oh, your you're... sexual preference is wrong. And yeah, I, we right. get that out right there. But right. Uh, if you uh, if you if as long as you don't mind you know really fat women <laughs> or really uh, exotic looking women, fine. then you're fine. Then you're fine. Then you're fine. That's okay. okay. Uh, on the vault, uh, we, we I think earlier, uh, well, last week we we featured uh, the nine nine twelve principles, uh, the first part, and now um, we're going to feature part two for you, the principles part two, uh, as Glenn continued his three part series on the twelve principles that started the nine twelve project. So when you guys think of um, humble, name some people you think of humble. Am I supposed to say you? Yes. No. (laughs) Of course, I'm the most humble and the greatest. Who is, like, it doesn't have to even be now. If you can name somebody now that you think of as truly humble. I'd have to go back to to my faith and President Monson. I mean, he's like the Pope of your church. And he is the, and the Pope, Pope Pope Francis is, he's really humble. I always... uh, I always think of kids, children. They seem to, they seem humble to me because they are they they're so aware of their own strengths and what they can do, and yet so aware of their inability. Right? Like I have a two-year-old, so I watch him all the time, and he's always asking for the help he needs, but he's wanting to do as much as he can on his own, which to me is kind of a perfect balance of humility. My favorite story from Halloween is your story with your son. So, uh, you know, trick-or-treating is so much fun, and you hope for your two-year-old that they're not traumatized by the monsters in the neighborhood right. or all of those <laughs> things that can happen. Um, but he kind of got it. He understood that we were going to go from house to house and get candy, and he got his little pumpkin to put the candy in and all of those wonderful things that you hope. And he's all ready, and he's dressed in his dinosaur outfit. We go to the first house, and he says, trick-or-treat, trick-or-treat, and they give him candy, and he says, thank you, we're so proud, we've prepped him. He's done all the right things. And then his next sentence is, can I come in? And he wants to go in and talk to the people. And we're like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, you can't come in. And, um, and, and then he starts to cry. And he said, please, please, can I come in? And we had to say no, he couldn't come in. And then he cries all the way walking away. He's like, okay, thank you. <laughs> and then he leaves and we get out to the street. We say, take a deep breath. We get, just don't go in. We just ask for candy. We say trick or treat and they give us candy and we leave. We get to, he's like, okay, okay. We get to the next house. Can I come in? Every house. We do 20 houses. He's just sobbing at this I point. I thought this was child abuse myself <laughs> after, after, after 10 houses. And she's like, no, we, were, we thought every time. We thought the next time. Yeah, because he it. said, I'll get it. But what he, he wanted to visit, candy to him wasn't, wasn't the goal. People. It was, yes, it was, I want to go and get to know these people. Obviously, if we're coming to their house, then what we do is we spend time with them so that we can be together as a community. That to him was the natural state of things, not being afraid of people, but going into their homes and getting to know them. Can I come in? So um, the, the idea of humility is, I, I remember I was the least humble person you could imagine. And um, uh, this is in my drinking days, and I had just sobered up. This is before I met Tanya, and I was 
uh, I was not drinking, but I wasn't sober yet. And, um, and I had been praying for humility. And don't ever pray for humility, because that's the one, that's like the alarm bell. That, the, like somebody up in heaven just rings that, and God's like, you got to be kidding me. Somebody's praying for this? I'll give them that. And it happens fast. And I was praying for humility, and um, a guy came, and I was pretty full of myself, and I was running the stations for Clear Channel. There were three of them, and I was running them mainly into the ground, but I was running them. And, um, and I was the morning guy. And I had this nice office and everything else, and he came in, and he hated me. And uh, he said, nice office. I said, thank you. And he said, you know, you think you're pretty hot stuff. And I said, well, no, yes and no. I was, I was in the point where I was trying to be honest, too, all the time. Well, yes, but no. And he said, you know what's going to happen? He said, tomorrow, uh, I want you out of this office, and uh, I'm going to add some new duties to your day. And I said, okay. And he said, I want you to do what are called the dubs. This was the lowest job on the ladder. Interns do this. And then when an intern graduates to a minimum wage job, then you get that job. And I said, what? I left. I went to go talk to a friend who was really, really spiritual. And I was so mad. I was just beside myself. And um, I said, I can't believe. I can't believe after all these years, this guy would. She looked at me and she said, you're kidding, right? And I said, what? She said, you've been telling me for weeks you've been praying for humility. Your prayer was just answered. Totally different look. I went to him, and this was not my intent, but I went to him the next day, and I thanked him. And I said, there's not going to be anybody better at doing dubs than me. I'm going to be the best at it. Wow. I get it. Thank you. Oh my gosh, this was not my intent, but that drove him out of his mind. He was so angry because he didn't think I was sincere. Right. He, he probably he was like, you were... "You're screwing with me," and, and I was so sincere, and I was like, "No, no, no! I know you're mad at me, but don't, because this is no, this is a gift. Thank you." Anyway, you can't do anything without humility. You can't find out who you really are and what you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to walk without humility because you think you know. And until you learn, I don't know, Jack, you screwed up. And it's something, unfortunately, that you have to learn over and over again, mm. over and over again. Well, because it's so easy once you achieve something, anything, even small, oh. to think, oh, now I've got this. No, no, I'm the master of humility. <laughs> no, no, I've got it down in space. No, no, seriously, you want to know about humility? I'm the guy to talk to. I can tell. Anyway, um, I brought this out of the vault um, because I just think it is quintessential humi humility. And it was written uh, three days before Christmas in 1975. Four days before Christmas, 1975. Uh, it was written to a G.G. Wagner in New York. Many thanks for your kind letter of 11-11-75. I'm glad you were happy that all went well at the United Nations. But I must tell you 
I felt like a fish out of water in that crowd of businessmen and world leaders. I never feel like that with the crowds much greater, but much closer to our kind. The lepers, the dying, the unwanted, the helpless, the unloved, and the lonely. Thank you for inviting me, for I have a better understanding of the rich, who day after day have to accept the role of entertaining and being entertained. Their gatherings certainly need the presence of Jesus very much. Have a happy and holy Christmas and all of God's blessings in 1976. Please pray for me as I do for you, Mother Teresa. <laughs> Just so simple. So humble. She is a woman who is, she, the Pope gave her an armored limousine. Do you know this story? No. Pope gave her an armored limousine, his armored limousine, Pope John Paul, um, because she had, I mean, who wants to kill Mother Teresa? She had massive death threats. And um, she got it, and she said, first she begged not to have it, and the Pope said, you cannot be killed. You have to protect yourself. And she said, nobody's going to kill Mother Teresa. And he said, well, let's, let's trust the Lord, but let's also do our things. And, um, and he said, and it's not like it's new. It's a used armored limousine. And uh, she got it, and she looked at it, and she said, oh, I just don't know what to do with this thing. She sold it, and she <laughs> gave all of the money to the poor because it just wasn't her. Read that part again about entertain. I hope they, they have to be entertained. She said, have yeah, I have a better understanding of the rich now who day after day have to accept the role of entertaining and be entertained. I think that's scary with um, our gadgets and our iPads and all the things that we have, because even those of us who aren't rich are now either spending our time entertaining or being entertained. And I wonder how much of that takes away from our ability to be humble. Good point. I don't think anybody is pondering anymore. Yeah. You know, the biggest problem I had, and I didn't realize this until I went out and I vacationed in the middle of the mountains. I had been working in New York City for two years, on Fox for two years, height of the Fox insanity. And um, I went out, and I was in the middle of the mountains, and we were camping. And I came out in the middle of the night, and I just looked up. The fire had gone out. And I just looked up, and it was so bright, I could see everything. And I could see the colors. It's almost, you could see the, the depth of the Milky Way. And immediately started to ponder how insignificant I am. That taught me so much about the problems with New York City and all cities every city we live in. It's not until you get outside and see the size of the room we're in that you realize, I am nothing. I'm so inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. Living in New York, you didn't even really notice the moon because the moon was usually behind buildings 
and it wasn't as grand as man's buildings. Standing at the foot of the Empire State Building, standing looking down at the Chrysler Building is magnificent. And you only think about man. And you think about your place in that island. Yes, you do. You think of how you fit into that. And yet, when you are in the mountains and you feel that it's like standing at the edge of the ocean, right? And you get that sense of how, how massive everything is. Or, and when you're in the mountains and you see the universe and realize how inconsequential you are. And yet, how infinitely important you individually are to God. That is where, where humility comes in, right? I'm completely inconsequential and yet completely important all at the same time. And to me, that's why I say little children, that is what that what humility is because you can recognize both your potential greatness and yet your inability to achieve that greatness without other help. I'm sure I didn't do this when I wrote these um, in 2008 or 9, but at least the first six kind of play into each other. You have to know what the truth is and then have reverence for it, which will give you faith and hope. And, and with that faith and hope, you see that some things have real lasting value and they don't come from anything that you've done. Pat and Stu, 888-727-BET. Flying cars are real, and they're going to be ready by the end of this year, apparently. Although, when you you look at this thing, uh, if it's the one I saw... Uh, over the weekend. It's not... Uh, it's not really a car. It's not a flying like a, car. That's a there plane. it is right there. It looks like a helicopter. It's a plane, though. It's a plane it's or got, a helicopter. It's got eight propellers on it. It's a freaking plane. If it, it doesn't even have wheels. How can, it, how can you call that thing a car? It's not a car. I mean, my assumption is the wheels would come out of the bottom. Well, like landing gear type wheels, right? Oh, maybe. You know, but I mean, I, I is that know. street legal though? I doubt it. Not with propellers well, on. Well, the it. people behind it, it uh, Airbus is behind it, so you think it's actually a legitimate effort. It's not some guy in his yeah. basement, which these things usually are. It's usually people like Jeffy who are like, "Hey, I'm going to build a flying car. Just need your money up front," and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's the normal mm-hmm. flying car thing. This is Airbus, so this is a legitimate effort at actually doing it. I just again like. That just looks like a plane with wheel. Like, what would if you're driving that car? It's going to look like a plane. Yeah, it's not. It's not a car. It's not a flying car. We have not been delivered what we've been promised since no. the '50s. No, we have not. And almost in every other way, we have too. It's just flying cars. And in the some only cases, I think we've exceeded what they thought was going to happen. Yeah, you were talking about the '90s. What made you t- have that conversation? Because uh, I saw uh, iRobot uh, last week sometime, and, and I, I love thought, that movie. Man, in some ways, we're we're beyond that. Oh yeah, uh, and 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 there was something else that I watched too, and I can't remember what it was. Because your your point thought, to me earlier was like we've actually advanced in real life beyond the science fiction movies. Beyond in the 90s. like Star Trek. I mean, if you look at the thing that the captain of the ship was always given, he was given a little thing that you know was maybe about this size, and it did nothing. It showed him the duty roster. Uh, here's a duty roster. Okay, well, big deal. It didn't do anything. I mean, they didn't say that it did anything. You give somebody an iPad, and it does a lot of stuff, way beyond that thing, whatever it was, that they handed the captain all the time. I, I, I mean, Or like the, you know, the, the communicators. Communicators. Uh, 
Beat but, me up. Well, I can call anybody, do anything, plus I've got this in that. I am pretty amazing. a machine to try to teleport, Jeffy. Um, it's about I plus there is no half done. There's, I think the key to it is a lot of internal knives. Oh, okay. Um, so that's what I'm working with. Knives with nice. teleportation? Yeah, I think I think the key to it is is you have enough knives in there um, that kind of just come out from the sides of the little container you're but in. But if you're if there's um, knives, that you, will help you, you transport. Cut up like, your, like, I mean, it'll transport your spirit. Maybe not your big fat body, but I mean that would take a lot to. Well, then transport reconstitute the body. you in another location. Yeah, It'd just be in the ground. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're working on that pretty hard. <laughs> we should come over and try it out real soon. <laughs> I mean, it'll look like a big. Uh, cardboard box, and then I'll be outside with guys Knives. pushing through. But really, it's a. But it's not. Can we do it at your house, though? Because there's a lot. There could be. There's a potential for some uh, fluid leakage. Uh, you know, leakages. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe there's some red fluid that tends to leak from the machine. Wow, man, that, uh, gotta get that fixed. Yeah, but I mean, there's no need. That's just a. It's just a cleanliness issue, no big deal. So we'll just do it at your place. <laughs> <laughs> this is already plenty dirty, I'm guessing. <laughs> so, uh, uh, all right. Um, YouTuber, yeah, go on. is it Ha Hugh Parkinson? Posted a uh, simple spin on Trump's recent speeches with one tiny alteration uh, and accordion. Here's what happened. Everything else that was hacked recently... They didn't make a big deal out of that. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I watched it. This is really good. It's kind of funny. To be honest, I think if he did something, they would have released it. They would have been glad to release it. got one ear now. I don't want to take advantage of something. <laughs> I have something that others don't have. I don't like the way that looks, but I would be able to do that if I wanted to. I'd be the only one that would be able to do that if we wanted to. I just don't want to because I think that would be a conflict. We're doing them a tremendous <laughs> service by doing it. We are going to build a wall. And people would go crazy. I don't blame them for what's happened. I don't blame them for taking advantage of the United States. I wish our politicians were so smart. They had my meeting. Nobody knew, not even Rona, my executive assistant for years. She didn't know. I didn't tell her. And that's because we have no defense. That's because we're run by people that don't know what they're doing. That is, that's, that's genius. That's genius. That's pretty amazing. I wonder how many, uh, how many views does that thing have? That's, that's awesome. I like that. Uh, A couple other things to clean up. Um, I I know um, we have also, can we go back to the roof collapse? I thought, did you see this video? Can you read about this video in the papers? Did you see the video in the papers? Um, In, where is it? Uh, I guess it was the Czech Republic. They're playing whatever sport this is. And then... Everyone all of a sudden hears something and just Look books out. You can see it start. See it oh, wow. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. Holy cow. Uh-oh. That's it's going safe. down. That's not safe. No, you don't want that. Yeah. You don't want your roof to do that. Was there a good deal of, of snow on it? Is that what happened? I think so, yeah. Oh, and boy. It just seems to be slow. So they must have heard it starting Yeah, they got out of the way. Just watch the people running the heck wow. out of the way. Good thing they got out of there. Because uh, that's not safe. Yeah, that doesn't. That's, and there it goes. Yeah, if you wouldn't want to be in there at the time. Yeah, you can see, actually kind of see the snow. Would not be ideal. Yeah, that would not be ideal. Mm-mm. That would not be ideal. Although, Jeffy, I have a, a Czech Republic building I wanted you to kind of stand in uh, for a few We're hours. I'm just trying to uh, test it uh, to make sure that that's probably not going to happen again. Yeah, I don't think it would happen again. It's not gonna, nah, it's, come on, you're I talking mean, Czech Republic. They, they, they know architecture over there. Oh, yeah. Well, crazy. I built this particular like, building. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, some people thought there was some architecture. I'm sure it'll be fine. Jeffy? 
Just want me to just want me to stand. Under yeah, just it? stand in there. Yeah, we're hoping that you. What if I, if I hear it make noise and stuff? Should I, I, I think move? you stay. I'd stay and, and make sure that uh, it's not collapsing. I'd be a journalist. I mean, they go into wars, right? I mean, you would mm-hmm. just be in a, a right. building that was making noise. Once yeah. you've already been in war, Stu, you don't want to go back. I'll tell you that. Right? If it makes have... noise and you're not there, I'm just you telling you. you, you don't know I need happen. to bring this knife box to you after that comment. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is. I really. Oh, I know you think ha ha ha. It's funny, but once you've been in battle. Like, uh, You've never been in battle. Like, You're like awful. Many of us have. Uh, you don't want to go back. We have uh, spoons coming up uh, soon, um, in which we will eat something yet again for, for science. I, know, I brought, I brought it this, this weekend, as a matter of fact. Uh, moi. You brought a product? Well, my wife called and said, should I get it? Yes. Thank you. I, we knew it wasn't you. <laughs> we knew it wasn't you because you never done anything no. for this show. Particularly in advance. I mean, a lot of times we'll oh be like, gosh, here comes no. the Jeffy music, and then you'll be like, oh, I could find something. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows that's true. I'm not happy here, Pat. No, I know. I'm not happy when, I we, know. when we do this show with him. I know. It's not, I mean, it's really not ideal. It's it makes not. me angry. And uh, I know. You know. It's just me here? Yeah. Standing right there where you are. I know. Over there. We're not fans. It's probably a better way to just kind of summarize. I'm just standing not right fast. here, I'm not even doing anything. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to coming up. In a Sometimes I just pray for the roof to sort of collapse in that general vicinity. Area, mm-hmm. you know, just to see what would happen. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of equipment gone though. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. This is a fun story. Oh my gosh, look at the bottom of the screen right now. 143 hours until Obama douche Hall of Fame vote. Holy cow. Get ready. Get your pencils ready. Now, it's, you're not going to be voting with your pencil, but just have it ready. I'm not sure why you could do that, but uh, have it ready. You could do, you could do the countdown uh, on paper That's that way. True. You can draw it anytime. And we, and we actually leave this uh, to the American people mm-hmm. copyright free. You can just write down the time you see on the screen at any point. Uh, in case you want to remember how long it is until the douche hall of fame vote. Mm-hmm. Monday, mm-hmm. by the way, in case you don't want to do the back. Coming up Monday, a week from yesterday. Triple eight seven two seven back. This is kind of interesting because this doesn't usually happen in Europe, but uh, it did this time. A Dutch vegan who applied for a Swiss passport has had her application rejected because the locals find her too annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she was so annoying. They said, no, we don't want you here. Uh, with your veganism. Nancy Holton, who's 42, moved to Switzerland from the Netherlands when she was eight and now has children who are Swiss nationals. However, when she tried to get a Swiss passport for herself, residents of whatever town this is uh, that's unpronounceable, uh, (laughs) rejected her application. She's a a vegan animal rights activist, and she campaigned against the use of cowbells in the village, and her actions have annoyed the locals. She said um, the bells, which the cows have to wear when they walk around, are especially heavy. Do you think cows care? Probably They complain not. a lot. Uh, animals carry around five kilograms around their neck. It causes friction and burns to the skin. Right. The sound that cow bells make is 100 decibel. It is comparable with a pneumatic drill. No way. We would also not want a thing hanging that close to our ears. Um, I think she actually kind of did. Oh, here she, yeah, here she says, responding to the rejection, Mrs. Holton said, uh, I think I spoke my mind too often, and I say it too loud. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It does happen. It's uh, fairly common among uh, vegan activists. I mean, for, to piss off the Swiss, you've got to be yeah. pretty annoying, and they couldn't even handle the cowbell thing. Right, like cowbell, if we had a policy really? like that, I mean, obviously Jeffy would not uh, would not be a resident. Right. Um, Why not? not? I mean, I'm already here. <laughs> you were born here. Um, although I've never seen your birth certificate, I will say. Never That's seen a good it. point. Uh, he will not show us his birth certificate, largely because he wants to hide the fact that he's 114 years old. <laughs> uh, and, and he'd say, like, oh, wow, Jeffrey does not look good. Looks good for 114. Right. I mean, not good. <laughs> Still. It's better than <laughs> you would imagine at 114, though. You know. Right. I'll, I'll, well, no. No? I can't, uh, can't go okay. in there. But, <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, you would definitely be. I mean, ejected from the country. <clears throat> would you? Would you? Would you, uh, you know, Donald Trump's drawing up the new immigration policy. What do you? Uh, would you cons- back a thing like this, Pat? Where we could just ban people for like, yes. an immigrant comes and they're like, eh, yes, I would. I just, just a little. They're annoying. too annoying. Like I mean, for example, any immigrant who is a Cowboys fan should be banned. Okay. Immediately. All right. And a Redskins fan. Uh, and oh. a Giants fan. All right. Any of those three teams, obviously. Um, should not be allowed in the country. You would deport, for instance, people who are fans of the University of Utah. You'd deport right. them from the country. I was actually thinking about this this weekend because I I'd thought about your, your constant criticism of me um, thinking you thinking that I should <coughs> like the Cowboys because I live in the town or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you lived in Salt Lake City. Yes, it is. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, University of Utah, big, you were a big fan while you were there? No, I wasn't. No. Would you be happy or sad if the University of Utah, unrelated to BYU, won mm-hmm. the national championship? Uh... Would you be like, yes, I'm, I'm no, rooting I them would on? Not. No, no, because you not. can't stand You'd them. You'd still be happy for them. No, you I wouldn't. would not. No. And but here, there's a slight addendum on there that. Is. Did they play BYU during the course of that season? And did BYU right. beat them for only selfish reasons? Yes, for so let's say only as it applies to BYU. Because you would help them the next year. Although I didn't used to be. I used to root for Utah when they weren't playing BYU, but their fans are so obnoxious that I gave that up a lot. Uh, yeah, and I, like, I never yeah. rooted oh for the Cowboys. Like, However, their fans man. are so obnoxious. Oh my gosh. Stop it, Eagles yeah. fans. What about them? Philadelphia fans are <laughs> agonizing. <laughs> they they threw yeah, snowballs yeah. at Santa Claus. Yeah, well, Santa Claus deserved it. They booed him. Uh, it was a crappy Santa Claus. Go back and look at the footage. <laughs> and the guy, it was a disaster. The real Santa Claus didn't even show up. Mm-hmm. It was just some guy in the stands. They just trotted out there because they, they were being lazy and didn't, get, uh-huh. and didn't plan well. And yeah, they deserved an ice ball to the side of the head. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so happens. Somebody else got ice balls, didn't they? Uh, this, a lot of fans Was did. it? Was it last weekend when when some one of the players got hit in the face with a snowball? In fact, oh really? Where was that? We should test uh, that out here with Jeffy. Yeah, you know, hit him in the face. With we the don't have bad luck. There's no snow. We don't have any snow, but oh, we, we could make be, ice. We could definitely make ice. Ice balls better. I mean, yeah. really big more. fat balls of <laughs> ice, ice and just hurts, chuck them it? at him. Uh, you ice know, I, hurts, I hadn't really considered. It? I don't know. I don't think so. We should not. try it and see because I don't know. There's not a lot of ice around here, so. Uh, no, you're you're right. I, I think it would be question. I think it would be great entertainment um, to to watch to see the again there might be some um, red fluid leakage uh, that mm. happens part of this process <laughs> by the twelfth or thirteenth. I'm not convinced. We need to test it we out. We need to test it out. Need to test. Um, it. Another great piece of inf- entertainment uh, and something really that you know one of the things that really drew us to uh, Ted Cruz and uh, in his campaign was the fact that he really likes the Princess Bride. That and he also doesn't like avocados. Those are probably his two best features mm-hmm. um, as a candidate. Um, but uh, someone made a, an honest trailer of, uh, of uh, a Princess Bride. And these are kind of cool. Like, people go back and take the movie and edit it into something else. 
Uh, this is the Princess Bride version. Watch. Prepare for plenty of action to go around. Really, really polite action. I did that on purpose. I don't have to miss. You'll put down your rock and I'll put down my sword and we'll try and kill each other like civilized people. Where no danger is too great that you can't carry on a polite conversation. <laughs> you are wonderful. Thank you. I've worked hard to become so. And no enemy <laughs> is too vile that you can't have a nice chat while they're trying to kill you. Lies do not become us. Well spoken, sir. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Ooh. Why should that make such a difference? I guess this is exciting. So settle in one more time for the action romance comedy drama kids movie for adults that you probably never saw in theaters, but rewatched on VHS so many times that you can quote every line. Mm -hmm. Not just because it's great, but because every character repeats their little catchphrase like a hundred times. As you wish. Inconceivable! Hello. My name is You killed my father. Prepare to die. Starring Zorro. Pirate's Booty. Hi, my name is what? My name is who? My name is Tiki Tiki and Ego Montoya. Obey. Danny Davidish. Small wonder. <laughs> His fingers go to 11. <laughs> Crappy sets. Cheesy music. And obvious stunt doubles. But come on, who cares? This movie's amazing. Adventure time. It's a lot of uh, fair observations. I did actually see it in a theater, though. Did you really? I have to take issue with that. Wow, yeah. I did not. Actually, my uh, radio station at the time had a uh, premiere of it, and we went to that. Remember so. we had Carrie uh, Elway's on to talk about his book about that movie? He was, yeah. So good. Such a good, so such a good interview. Good. Such a, seemingly like a really likable guy. Which was surprising, because he That's was Hollywood. not good back in the day. Really? We, Glenn and I interviewed him in the 90s, either in Baltimore or, I don't know, somewhere. And, and I remember him being jerky. But he wasn't at all last no, time we talked great. to him. He was great. Yeah. He was awesome. That's a book I never got around to reading, but I would I, The I book would like is to. great. You did read it? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it's just a lot of interesting insight on the making of the movie and how they went through it. Yeah. I mean, his stories were fantastic. Really if good. If you like that movie, it's, I don't know the name of the book, but it's... Uh, I don't remember it either, but uh, it was good. It's like my experiences with the... Huh? As You Wish or something is probably the title. Probably. So probably something very obvious. Probably. Um, but yeah, you, so you did enjoy it. I did. Now, uh, Jeffy, would you enjoy, mm -hmm. if, if, you, if you learned to read, would you be able to, would you like? There's audio books. You don't have to learn to read. That's a good point. Good he point. makes a good point there, which is amazing. And by the way, the sign behind you, false. Not, not accurate. It's false. Not accurate do. at all. But you know what? This is an <laughs> age of fake news. You wouldn't know what it says. Uh, so. I, don't, I looked at the screen. I didn't know what it said. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't think so. Yeah. So, All right. Um, so uh, can we get back to football for a moment before okay. we have spoons? We have spoons coming up in just a second. All right. Uh, National Football League. Mm -hmm. Your predictions for the, uh, for the Super Bowl? Uh, Green Bay, New England. You think so? You, you do not give anything to any chance for Pittsburgh. I know you're not going to say very little. And uh, obviously, I want Green Bay to win and, and beat the Falcons. But I mean, obviously, there's a chance they won't because uh, Atlanta's playing really well right now too. So that'll be two pretty hot teams with two really good offenses and some issues on defense playing each other, and who knows what'll happen. Um, but can anybody beat the Patriots? I don't know. I don't know. Happened during the course of the season a few times, so we'll see. Two, right? They lost two games. Two games. Um, and one of which was without Tom Brady. Right. So they lost one game with Tom Brady. Garoppolo's pretty good, though. 
Although he, he wasn't there for the game they lost. It was no, Brissett, the Jacoby Brissett. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They were down to third string. Yeah. Jeez. And they still beat the Texans by four touchdowns. <laughs> that was, uh, was 27-0. I think it was 27-0. Um, Jeffy, your, your I think thoughts? Green Bay and uh, I, Pittsburgh might be able to beat Brady. I mean, I, 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 New England's probably going to win that. I really think, in the end, you know, we have, yeah. Pittsburgh mm, could win it. I, it could win it. I, it a, I think we have... Nothing but good games. And again, Absolutely. I mean interesting games. Like sometimes yeah. you get mm-hmm. a team that's like boring or, you know, it doesn't have a good personality. All four of these teams have interesting They're personalities, interesting, yeah. good yeah. offenses. It should mm-hmm. be some scoring in the game. It's not going to be a six to three type of game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there's a lot. There's really one really good defense left, which is probably New England. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense is okay. Neither of the NFC defenses are good. No, they're really not. I mean, Green Bay's, first of all, they've had a lot of injuries. The injuries that have really affected the secondary, like Sam Shields gone, and, and they've, they've had a multiple injury season again, but they always do. Um, but uh, New England is probably the most solid of the defenses, and that's probably why they're going to win the Super Bowl. Which would suck. Yeah, I do not want to see them winning it again. Um, so suck. New England favored by six over Pittsburgh, um, and Atlanta favored by four and a half over Green Bay. Here's wow. the, the final four to win it. You can mm. win, you can get this much this much. This I don't think I've ever seen this before. Um, Steelers four to one to win the Super Bowl. Mm. Packers four to one. Falcons two point six to one. Patriots one point four to one. What's interesting about that is there are four teams, and there are none that would be considered a long shot. Mm-hmm. In theory, right. if they were all equal, every team would be four to one. There's right. nothing you can get greater than four to one out of those four teams. I mean, I think they're looking at this as really evenly matched teams, and that really anything can happen. Yeah. Um, you know, Patriots obviously the favorite. I'm sort of surprised that the Falcons are four and a half point favorites, but you usually give about three points to the home team. Mm-hmm. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, last well, but not after least, the Green Steelers. Bay coming out of Dallas, man, that's a that's a tough <laughs> tough to give that back. Yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah, and I. I and yeah, I, they were. Was it four point underdogs in Dallas too? So that works out well. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think anything can happen. Any combination of teams, uh-huh. I would not Me be too. surprised about. If it was Steelers, Falcons, I would not be surprised at all. Steelers, uh, Packers, would not be surprised. I think you favor uh, New England, and the other three are just you jumble them together. Yeah. Could be any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, New England, New England's still the clear favorite. I think. I think so. Triple eight seven two seven Beck more Pat and Stu coming up. Spoons. Give us food. Yay. Oh, I love food. And Jeffy brought it, so. So uh, I don't know if I trust you supplying food. Spoons. All right, another important, important investigation today. We've heard about uh, s'mores, Girl Scout cookies. S'mores. Now, we've also he- heard what? about uh, Thin Mints. Is um, there? Which, uh, <laughs> and the way we've heard about them is eating them every year annually for the past 40 years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we also got the Who s'mores. knows? I mean, they may have changed their formula by now. Right. Maybe they taste different. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we'll my wife called see. me Yeah. Uh, in, in front of some store. She's out spending money. Uh, the, uh, hope she's not watching. Uh, the girl scouts were there. They had mm-hmm. the new s'mores. One, don't you want for bad stew and the spoons? Your wife is the only. <sighs> oh. So then I, w- I said, yes. And I said, get a box of regular thin mints because those are the staples, right? I mean, right. the thin mints, you're going to get thin mints. Yeah. I mean, they the smell good. 
The smalls the s'mores are good. not bad. Well, we're about to do a taste test of them, so. So, you've that, already eaten uh, s'mores? Oh my god, I went through about four oh, boxes geez. already. Right. Next, you bought just one box. Hmm. I think I know where you're going with this. And here's what. Hmm. Now, first of all, it's a good. It's a cookie. Mm-hmm. I like cookies. Mm-hmm. I like graham crackers. So it's pretty tasty. I will say, inside though, there's almost no sign of marshmallow type right. flavoring. Really thin it's, line it's, I would of say marshmallow. Ninety-five percent graham cracker. Look yeah, that. that's yeah. too much. That's too much. And I think you need more marshmallow in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why there's no animal tendon in this, and right. you can eat it. Normally, marshmallow things I, I bail on, but uh huh. I mean, I would say it's almost exclusively a graham cookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a chocolate covered graham cracker. That's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Now. Chocolate covered graham crackers are freaking good. They're good, and I'm a fan of them. It is good, um, but it really it doesn't it doesn't. I'm not thinking this is a major achievement. It reminds me of there's a um, a Keebler uh, cookie yes. that's in this realm, yes. and it reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're the Girl Scouts, you basically have one job. You know, I know Boy Scouts are going out there. They're uh, they're getting badges or whatever. I don't know what Girl Scouts do, but the main thing that they <laughs> offer to society is going to be the cookie. And I don't know that this does, it does not approach these babies right here. What they're put on the, the planet for? Now the Thin Mints. Oh, uh, my wife believes uh, that Thin Mints should never be ingested unless they come out of the freezer. That's this not is a, a bad plan. It's an opinion I support. Um, mm-hmm. But they just smell like mint chocolate chip mm-hmm. ice cream. I mean, it's just mm. so good. Mm-hmm. But again, pretty like, good. Let me get a good close up of this Thin Mint. If I were to say to you, this is a mint s'more. I mean, it looks almost identical. Except it's a darker shade of brown. Here, let me, let me put this up next to it. <clears throat> when you look at it, you can't see any mm-hmm. sign of marshmallow in, right. in that one. And you can't see any sign of marshmallow in the Thin Mint. That's because it's not there. But that's but a the, damn good cookie, man. But the mint, oh. you don't see very much, but it's prevalent in right. that one. Mm-hmm. Whereas the marshmallow is not prevalent in this. No. I can't even taste it. There's not that creamy part of the s'mores. They both mm. uh, have that outer covered chocolate, which mm-hmm. means you have to take a bite to be able to stick it in milk and have it soak up. Oh, oh good golly. Oh, he had me. I'm going to hit you so hard, it'll kill your whole family. <laughs> that the thing? Everyone you've ever met will be dead. That's how hard I'm going to Well, hit. they're all praying for death already. So, Including us. Uh-huh. But I'm willing to do it anyway. It actually goes just... against the frozen part, because if they're frozen, they won't soak in, soak in the milk. Shut up! Okay. Do all you right. plan these out? Because I keep getting lulled into a, a sense of security that he's not going to just bring up some milk. Not going to bring up with this milk. And he always Shut does. Up. Every time, every time he works it in, it's so it's so obnoxious. Good. Would you say it's the only task that he has to do that he continue? He consistently he actually, actually does. And we don't want him to do it, so that's the reason it continually gets done. Mm. Anything we want him to do? <laughs> nope. Sorry. But we don't want him to do it, so we make sure he does it every time. Huh. On the s'mores, it's a good cookie, and I like it. But I'll give it, a, I'll give it a 13 on oh, a really? scale of 1 to 18. I'm going to go 10. Yeah. About 10. 10. 9, 10. I, I like it. It's just not a s'more. Yeah, I like it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not a 2. No. Oh, See no. you tomorrow. Oh.